Welcome to David and David on Real Estate. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the real estate market. Hello and welcome to the David and David on Real Estate, episode number 39. 39. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. And today is a very, very special episode because we are coming at you live from the Buzz Conference. Today is March 31st. And it's our first in-person event in over two years and a lot of happy faces around there, David. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to see. We've, we've been here for a couple hours already as people were setting up and, and some of the speakers have been on stage already. And, and like it's a great name, Buzz Conference, because there really is a buzz in the building. I think everybody's happy to be here to do their mingling, to learn some things and, and just to, to be out. And a live event is a real big deal right now for all of us. So it's an honor for us to be here. And we've, and we've got a very special guest with us for this podcast, uh, Kendall Netmaker, who has the most unbelievable story and background. And he's one of the featured speakers here today. And uh, so, Kendall, I'm going to just say hello and welcome. And thank you for, for joining us. And we're thank looking you. forward to having you on this. And, and so, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about your your background and how you got to the Buzz Conference as a featured speaker? Sure. Yeah, I've been speaking uh, for over ten years now, um, but there was a time in my life where I, I was just I just got off the stage, and one of the things I left them with was: there's a time in your life when you have to go two feet into something. You have to put all of your energy into it. When you put all of your energy into something, that's when things can really take off for yourself. But unfortunately, most people when they get into any business venture. Uh, even real estate, it can become a part-time thing. And so uh, back then, I had to make that decision. And thankfully, that has allowed me to be, for example, here today with you. And so it's presented a lot of opportunities. I'm originally from Sweetgrass First Nation. That's where my community is from. Currently living in Saskatoon, married, got two children. Life's busy. Amazing. And uh, Kendall, I, I watched one of your videos and um, it was one of the keynotes you, you did where you talk about a story and, and your family moving into, uh, uh, I, b- I believe it was their first house and you got your own room and, you know, really listening to that story and, and really uh, hearing you tell it um, was quite emotional. Yeah, yeah, it was humble beginnings, I guess you could call it. it um, that's my foundation. I always tell people too that we all are built upon a foundation and sometimes there's things in your life that you can't control that have happened in your past your childhood but what matters is how you respond to that are you going to leverage that into for example maybe you've had to overcome a big obstacle are you going to use that experience to help you get to the next step or are you going to stay there and be pitiful be reactive so to speak and so I've been very grateful that I've been able to use a lot of that stuff and help propel me to where I wanted to go. That's unbelievable. And I, the one thing I love about Canada is that those opportunities are, are all around us for the taking, mm-hmm. right? It's not easy, though, like especially hearing your story and, um, you know, hearing your background. And, and, and there's so many people that are in a similar position. Um, what do you think separates the people who are able to rise above who are able to you know take those experiences and and use them as a crutch and you and propel themselves forward and 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 really change their lives around Mm -hmm. right i i would say the most common trait among those who succeed in in their goals whatever they're, they're trying to achieve in their life and so on is that they have those collective experiences of some sort of 
great obstacles that they've had to overcome, they've used them. And more importantly, they know where they want to go. And so when they know where they want to go, it's easier to take that, that leap of faith into that dream, into that vision, so to speak. And so that's the challenge a lot of us face. And a lot of people ask, well, how do I know what I want to do? You go and do things that get you outside your comfort zone. You take on jobs, careers that have become stepping stones in the next step of your life. But if you don't take that first step, you're not going to generate momentum. Momentum is what carries you forward through the tough times. And throughout those times, doors might open, doors might close. And sometimes that happens for us to get this to the next step. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Very okay. Yeah. Well, I think one of the hardest things for real estate agents to overcome, or, and you know, lawyers too, for that matter, is, is rejection. When mm -hmm. someone says, no, uh, I'm not going to use you, and you got to go down the street and find, you know, knock on the next door, yeah. whether you're an agent or, or a lawyer too, you know, say, no, I've, you know, I've chosen a different law firm mm -hmm. uh, to use. And it's really hard to take that type of rejection. And, and yeah. somehow, you know, like, what, Kendall, what's the, the message? Like, how do, you, mm -hmm. how do you overcome that and say, okay, I've been rejected, I've been rejected, rejected. Uh, you know, do I keep going or do I, or, or do I find another career? Yeah. And so I, I say one of the things I've noticed among salespeople that, that face that fear, I, I know this because I had to develop sales in my, my business and I was never comfortable with doing it because of that fear of rejection. Here's what I can say to that is that the more confident you are in what you do, how you do it, how you deliver it, how you present it, and you believe in the product or service that you're selling, it becomes easier to overcome that feeling of rejection. Now, many people, uh, especially in this industry that we're, we're speaking upon, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't ever get to where they, they set out to go to because of that fear. So you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable feeling of that rejection feeling. So what does that mean? You have to numb yourself to that. And you do that through conditioning. Conditioning develops by consistently trying to sell, consistently making that call, consistently showing up. And you ever notice that people have a hard time saying no when you're sitting right beside them? There is a secret. And looking them in the eye. Yes. And approaching them more than once. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if, and I, I go through this all the time in, in my business and in my life, I want to purchase a certain product. Like I really want to purchase a certain product, but it's just not right now, right? Mm -hmm. They've called me at the wrong time or I'm in the middle of a meeting, but I'm genuinely interested. And I yeah. say to them, listen, I want to purchase, but right now is not a good time. Call me tomorrow, call me the next day. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how many companies don't call you ever again. And yes. you're like, wow, you know, I was really interested in that product or service and, yes. I, and I really wanted to go in through with it. But, you know, when they don't call you and there's no consistency and there's no follow-up, they're like, well, really, how good were they yes. if, if, if they're not making the effort and following up like I asked them to? Mm -hmm. It's consistency. You have to be consistent at it. And the ones who nurture the client, sometimes it's how many touch points until you finally get a close to even get into the same room as them. So what does that mean? You have to systemize your customer relationship management software, whatever it is that you choose to use, and, and make sure that you're nurturing that person from start to finish. That's one of the hardest things. Like I would say one of the most challenging things to grow a really successful company is, are we touching base with those people even that we've closed? In a meaningful way, yes. right? You got to yes. engage them. And it can't be like a, a generic email. They have to feel special. They have yes. to feel excited about the process. They have to feel like you care. Mm -hmm. 
And and one of the one of your models, which you know I, I love this concept, is this whole idea of driven to service, mm-hmm. right? And you speak about that a lot. And I mean, you know, that is really creating a very powerful culture. Yeah, yeah. You know, with this area of driven to serve, it's any any leader, any successful salesperson, if you don't embed that into why you do what you do then you're doing it for the wrong reason. You have to come from a place where you're helping people get their lives better. You're improving their lives. You're improving them through a product, a service, and so on. And that's where that belief comes from, is because you genuinely know that you're helping people. And when you know that you're helping them, it's easier to communicate that from the heart. And when it comes from the heart, it doesn't sound scripted. For example, I just got off the stage. I had some key points I wanted to share, but I didn't script any of that. It came from here my heart and people felt and that people feel it yeah. that's that's the beauty of, of you know that's the future of sales i really believe and look we're in a service industry like mm-hmm. that's what it is we're helping people investment side apart for for a minute for this discussion but yeah. they're buying and selling their homes this mm-hmm. is where they live it's, yes. they're not looking at it as investments they're investments anyways but they're looking at this is where I live. This is where I want to raise my family. This is where I want, mm-hmm. you know, my kids to grow up. And I'm going to mark down their height on the on the wall, you know, every couple of weeks, yeah. right? And and it's easy for us sometimes, you know, to lose sight of that. And so I think a good reminder, like yeah. for us, it's a, you know, we look at the volume of transactions, the dollars yep. involved. Like we're in business and we're and we're servicing the industry. Mm-hmm. But for each consumer, like it's the biggest deal in the world to them. Yes. And they only do it. A handful of times in their yes. lifetime, yeah. right? And we got to make sure that that's that experience is positive yeah. all the time for them. And I, and I love your message: driven to serve. We have to just remind ourselves. I'm going to use that in my office now too. I'm going to tell you, hey, love that. Driven to serve. Driven love to serve. <laughs> <a great message. laughs> but but that message, I mean, it it it, it goes deep, right? It goes yeah. deep. It, it it's such a deep message, you know, and it. Sales on the surface, like you, like you said, David, I mean, you know, it, it's transactional driven, you know, we're looking at numbers, we're looking at statistics, but wh- when you, when you're driven to serve, right, that comes from a higher calling that mm-hmm. comes from really deep inside you. Right. And I think it's this whole trend that we're seeing in business where we're, we're seeing leaders come out and be vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Where they're coming out and they're not coming out from a scarcity perspective where, hey, this is my business. Look at me. Look at me. And I mean, it's so prevalent in the in the uh, commission industry. I mean, we see this all the time, right? The, you know, the old, uh, hey, I'm going to walk the photocopier. I'm going to cover my paper so nobody sees it because I, I don't want the next agent in the room stealing the idea. Mm-hmm, right? right. But when you have this idea of driven to service of the fact that there's an abundance of business out there. As leaders, we're vulnerable and we're showing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody around us that, you know what, we're individual. Family matters to us, mm-hmm. right? There's a higher calling and we genuinely want to help from the heart. Like people, people are attracted to that in a big way. Yeah, That that is the new way of uh, sales. I, I completely agree with you, Kendall, you know, and, and it's changing at such a fast pace. I remember, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years ago, there's no way you'd, you'd, you'd know, you'd have a CEO up on stage admitting that they made a mistake or, or, or that they have a family or that, you know what, they're going to turn off their phone after 5 p.m. because uh, they, they have a basketball game with their son. Like it right. just wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the, the key word that you said that there's an abundance. A lot of people think the opposite. 
that's why they make those decisions based on reaction that oh my gosh this is only going to happen now it's not i'm never going to get here again you have to you have to flip that script to think there's there's lots for all of us in this field that i'm in in the keynote speaking this is very much similar to that you have to think that there's so many different events that we can all share and we're all in this together so let's support each other right so i think you know, hopefully that uh, today and, and, and moving forward that more people can can apply that and, and whoever is listening to this or watching this in the future that you're able to apply that to, to not just this industry but to any industry that you, you choose to get into in the future. It's very important. You have to think abundantly. Yeah, and, and leadership is, is part of every industry, mm -hmm. every profession. And uh, it's something that you you some people acquire it naturally to a certain extent, but a lot of it is is things you can learn and learn from others. And David and I have talked about mentors in the past, uh, broadcast uh, podcasts that we've done and, and what we've learned from them. And, and even just attending events uh, today, it's like we're here to, to learn from each other, mm -hmm. you know, to, to listen to someone like, like you, Kendall, that has a, a message like this. And you're, and you're going around like doing this a lot. Like this is what you're, what your basic profession is. This is my is main being, thing now. Is yep. be a keynote speaker, mm -hmm. attend different events, and I assume in different industries. Too. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not just in the real estate industry. It, it's it keeps me very busy and uh, on the ball every every day. Every event's different. Totally different. Yeah. But I guess the messages are probably similar. They're very regardless similar. Of the profession. Yeah. Very similar. Regardless of the profession, it's just I tailor it to who I'm speaking to. So. Uh, that requires obviously to do some research and obviously the people that are here do that within their industries. And so um, when you prepare for any meeting, any sales, anything that you're trying to get in the future, I always say over prepare. It's best to know what you're talking about because for example, um, when we talk about the keynote or even right now, some of the stuff, we're, we didn't script any of this. We're, no. we're speaking, right? But we know enough about what we're speaking about for to make it flow right. That's 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 what we're talking about here. That's the that's the importance of that. We're passionate too. I mean, you know, David and I, we, we love the industry and, and you know, we really want to give back. And we want to teach realtors, we want to teach other business owners, we want to teach other leaders to to do the same. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it starts with, you know, us becoming a little uncomfortable. I mean, it was uncomfortable to start this podcast. So, you mm -hmm. know, we didn't know what to expect. But yeah. here we are almost a year later and, and we're recording live from the Buzz Conference. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to, you know, have you sitting next to us. And, um, you know, we're diving deep into your story, which is absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, and, I appreciate it. And, and, and Kendall, one of the things that, you know, I really want to learn as a, as a leader um, I, I consider us very fortunate, the whole industry very fortunate, you know, and um, I think realtors are, are very fortunate. I think a lot of people take what we have for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, having you on this podcast and, and really be able to tell your story and dive deep and really understand the struggles of not only what you went through, because, I mean, you are a success story, right? But where you're from... Mm -hmm. um, you are the exception to the rule, mm -hmm. right? And and what I really want the audience to take away from 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 this recording is, you know, I I, I want them to know that they are fortunate, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 we need to carry ourselves in a certain way and, and really be humbled and, and really understand the struggles that people are going through on an everyday basis. And 
um, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, you can tell us a little bit more about those struggles because I think as leaders, it's really important for us to talk about. Them. Yeah, especially when you're when you're trying to do business. So, for example, I, I talked today about some of our struggles going up, right? I single parented. My mom did the best she could. We were raised on social assistance, collecting cans and bottles. Pawn shop was our friend. Uh, no transportation to the city. So you have to bum rides to the city to get groceries. Um, and it was, I, I grew up very ashamed of that. I grew, I grew up embarrassed and scared to, to, you know, I only had two school clothes, outfits. And I used to get teased about that because I'd have to, you know, wear them again that week. And so kids pick up on that. They like to tease, you know, that's just how kids are. But as a kid, you, you, you take that, you know, it hurts. And so that combined with bullying, there's, I had to get into the um, experience with, um, unfortunately, racism. And then when I started to have success in the future, I had to deal with lateral violence where there was, unfortunately, like the crabs in the bucket model where, you know, you're, you see someone from your own background succeeding and you try to pull them down. And so a lot of that fueled me into what I do and why I do it. I, I do this from that purpose of driven to serve now the next people that are going to come and push this, this needle further than I can. So that's, that's what fuels me. So Kendall, now that you've had this success mm -hmm. and, and, and broken away from that, from the very you know, humble beginnings and everything, can you go back? Have you been able to go back into your old community and make yeah. a difference there and and be the model for the next young kid who's yeah you know, you know who wants to do what you did absolutely so i i do a, a partnership with an organization called can do in edmonton it's a virtual series where we it's it's free to any indigenous youth 18 to 35 across this country and they come learn from me for eight weeks for eight, wow. eight sessions that's amazing and so i'm i'm mentoring and and we're going on to our third cohort here next week um aside from that i I still live in two worlds. My mom still lives in my community, my childhood home. So I'm there um, at least every other week wow. going to visit her, going to, we still have ceremonies, especially during the season. So I'll be going, spending a lot of time out there. And so that's very much a part of who I am. That's my foundation. And I honor that and I go and help when I need it. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. What what can the real estate industry do? What can people do that are here today? You know, I, you hear about clean drinking water mm -hmm. for indigenous you know you hear about some of the struggles but yeah. i really want people to understand you know how much of an issue this is it's sad like there's my mom's home we have to get those culligan jugs every week from the city drag him into the home put him onto a dispenser we use the tap for boiling whatever we can for cooking, but we, we don't drink it no more. Like, we just can't. And so this is common again amongst most First Nations in this country. And so people ask, well, how do we, how do we solve that? Well, I don't have an answer to that because I, I wasn't the one who created that problem for us. All I can say is that individually, myself, my family, I try to teach my kids what I didn't learn growing up. I try to show them values that I didn't learn growing up. I try to show them about the world and how to sell, how to market yourself, how to brand yourself. And they're only 11, 8 years old, but I'm trying to give them that a, a head start of what I had. So the more that we can individually prepare ourselves for the mainstream and um, living in two worlds from where I come from, then we can start to build our own individual success foundation. 
for our families. So my success would help those around me and in turn help those around them. And so that's that's all I can control at the end of the day. So I focus there and I try to help as many people as I can through, again, that coaching program across the country and the people in my own backyard, my community, what I when, when I'm called to help, but also my family. I think that's a, a great message. And that's part of what leadership is. Mm-hmm. Like you can be a leader to a group and a mentor to them, but the whole idea is you're mentoring them to become the next leaders mm-hmm. and spread the message yeah. to the next group. Because you can't get to everybody. You can't do it all yeah. yourself. Right. But you can empower other people to spread the word and, yeah. and become leaders. And it's, it's a real important thing. I took a, a bunch of leadership training courses when I was uh, you know, growing up. Uh, you know, a lot of them were, were sports related and things like that. But, mm-hmm. but specific leadership training aspects of it. And I yeah. use everything that I learned back when I was a teenager today in a law practice because mm-hmm. uh, the principles are the same and yes. part of it is empowering other people and teaching other people how they should be leaders you don't want to remain their leader forever you want them to become the next leaders right absolutely um there's a story uh i own a real estate brokerage and um we have uh, a director of finance that's been with us for 17 years mm-hmm. and my predecessors um you know, always discouraged her from getting her real estate license, right? And when I took over the brokerage, one of the first uh, conversations she had with me was, hey, I'm thinking about getting my real estate license. And I was extremely supportive. Mm -hmm. And she was shocked. She's like, oh my God, David. She's like, I can't believe, you know, you're so open to this and and you're encouraging me. I think as leaders, we need to create other leaders. We need to build people up, you know? There is going to be, you know, another person that's going to handle my finances, my mm-hmm. administration, and the brokerage will do just fine. Yeah. But if as a leader, I hold somebody back, mm-hmm. you know, and from, from, a, from reaching their full potential, yeah. then, you know what, I'm doing a disservice to everybody around me yeah. and especially that person as a leader right mm-hmm. um and and you know that story always resonates with me and and you know i i want to build people up i want to encourage people to go out there and 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 do things outside their comfort zone and it's yeah. not easy yeah. you know and, and, and kendall your your story is probably the biggest example of that you know nobody um had it probably as tough as as you have you know well, well i take that back because i think everybody has you know a tough story and some sort of a story that they lean on but but your story is inspirational Thank you. Yeah. And, and going, touching on the on the, the point of, you know, we have to support the next leaders. I, I never used to think like that. I had to learn that. <laughs> it was a very challenging right. because I grew up around scarcity. I grew up around, you know, hold on to that because you might, you're not, we don't know where to get that again. You know, so the, the abundant mindset, I had to go and learn exterior from every, everyone from my community. And so, that was a challenge in itself. I had to learn how to work with money. We weren't taught that. So, you know, there's so many things that just because you didn't learn it doesn't mean that you can, can't go and learn it from other people, right? So uh, mentorship was key. Coaching. I've been in masterminds. I've been to workshops. I've been to many events where I just consume knowledge. That's, that's, you got you to use all that. You do. Absolutely. Yeah, you draw on these principles throughout your life. You you do it in your business world. You do it in your personal life too. Uh, you do it when you go out to coach a minor 
sports team, like like these these leadership principles and concepts are relevant to so many aspects of your life, not mm-hmm. just your your business life, your business success. Yeah, and uh, it, these are important messages, and, and I think we have an obligation once some of us have sort of figured out some of it on some level is to is to share it and mm-hmm. pass that that on and encourage others right yeah. and not hold anybody back or say no you can't do it how do you know you can't do it we're not we're not judge and jury mm-hmm. give them give them the opportunity you never know like who would have bet in favor of you kendall and who would have bet against you when you were a teenager <laughs> like well I'll tell you a true story my mother she says I never thought you were going to do what you are going to do. <laughs> Even your own mother, right? She said, uh, I, was the, I was the one who, would, who wouldn't get up in the morning. I had to, you know, drag me out of bed to go to school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, so. but it's easier to get up in the morning yeah. when you're doing it for the right reasons. Correct. You know, when you're yeah. driven to succeed, when you're doing it from the heart, when you're, when you're answering a deeper calling, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is, you know, to the leaders that are listening, you don't have to change the whole industry with one stroke. Yeah. Right. One person at a time will make right. a big difference. Right. Because it's yeah. the consistency of, of that belief. Mm-hmm. Right. Most like I see this all the time, especially with millennials. You know, they want to go from zero to 100 in, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's a it, lack of patience, unfortunately. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Right. But it's, yeah. it's also that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very much the world and the culture we live in right now. Yeah. But it's a problem. Right. It's a problem because I find that, you know, that those people spend their lifetime dreaming of success instead of doing the hard work one step at a time. Right. That will accumulate to a big outcome over time. Right. 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 Because it's it's a series of small things you're going to do as a leader. You don't get up and say, okay, I'm going to change the industry overnight. Well, maybe that's the long-term goal, right? Mm-hmm. But you influence one person at a time. You make a difference one person at a time. Mm-hmm. And over time, as long as you're consistent and, and you believe in the cause and you keep working hard, you are going to have drastic effects. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. It is It is kind of like a thing that's plaguing society right now is that they want that instant gratification. And that's, that's dangerous. You know, we, the societies we live in weren't built like that. It's... It's these small, consistent habits that compound over time. And as individuals, those are our skills. Those are how we wake up every day. Those are how we conquer the day and so on. How we treat our family, friends, strangers, and so on. It just, that's that's who we become. Then all of a sudden we become a brand. That becomes our identity. And that's how people perceive us. Yeah, the challenge facing people today is the fact that we're the social media is so much a part of our, our daily lives mm-hmm. and so instant and it's so everywhere. Yeah. And what everybody sees on that is all the success stories. Mm-hmm. And it looks like everything is instant success. And we and we hear those stories more than any others. Yeah. The instant success, the get rich quick people. And, uh, you know, people that are making millions and millions of dollars that have no talent, but yeah. they're on social media, <laughs> they're influencers somehow. And that's right. what's out there. And, and right. we have to remind everybody, but that's the minority of people that get yes. that type of yeah. luck or situation or outcome. Everybody else has to put in some grunt work. And you, and you got to start in the bottom 100%. to some extent. You got to do the hard work and lay the foundation properly. And, and eventually you, you could get there too. But it's not, a, it's not always a success story. But everybody's seeing that all the time as if that's what everybody's experiencing. So why not me? 
I should get that instantly too. And yeah. they don't have the patience to build a proper foundation. I would like to see, you know, people start posting about some of their challenges. Yeah. You know, their yeah. shortfalls, you know, like lessons, like lessons, all right? The like stuff that didn't work. Right. You know, hey, I'm, I'm super successful, but, you know, I struggle with this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I procrastinate a little bit too much yeah. or, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I get 10 emails and, and, and I panic, right? Because yeah. let, let's face it, we're, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all, you know, if you're struggling with something, chances are somebody else is struggling with exactly the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're just not talking about it. They're sweeping it under the rug. And, and that doesn't do anybody service. Like when I'm on social media and I and I scroll and I see, oh, this person's, you know, so successful and this person's so successful and this person's so happy. Chances are, if you really peel back the layers, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Right. And, and what is it doing? It's, it's creating a false picture of, of reality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, hundred percent. But that's why Kendall's it. message is so powerful because you Absolutely. go around and you start talking about your humble roots, mm-hmm. your humble beginnings, yes. and it's not an instant success. Story. It's it's a hard work success story, yeah. and I think that's a great message to remind people too. Like uh, that's the way most successful people became successful through mm-hmm. hard work and yep. effort and yep. failure along the way and challenges and trial and error and all those other things and you and you can't get discouraged you got to still be driven you got to find the next thing and uh, Kendall your message speaks to that I think that's why they needed you here today as a keynote speaker I appreciate that and one of the things I'll just you know touch on as you as you both were speaking people who are really as they would say crushing it they don't have time to really be posting stuff because they're so consumed in their work (laughs) So when you think of these influencers who all they have is time for that, are they really successful? You have, you have to ask yourself that. You know, some of the uh, most successful people I know um, and two of my mentors really come to mind, uh, one of which is, I mean, extremely successful. Like we're talking, you know, super, super, uber, duper successful. And I mean, he wears the same pants each and every single day in the, in the same T-shirt. And. <laughs> And it's because he has nothing to prove to anybody. Mm-hmm. He's happy and, and he's beyond confident yeah. in himself. And, and he doesn't need to show off, yeah. uh, you know, that flashy car or, you know, that 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 Gucci shirt. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I'll never forget. I think there was a picture of Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs in, in one picture. Yeah. And there was a quote saying, hey, between the two of them, uh, they're wearing $140 worth of clothing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and there was another contrast of two influencers. And yeah. in the picture was like $14,000 in Gucci uh, clothes. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> why do you need that? What how yeah. is that going to enrich your life? Yeah. How is it? You know, it, it, it's it's not. And when you look at some of the most successful people, they have nothing to prove to anybody. I love I love how you, you sum that up where they have nothing to prove. You know, they maybe at one time they did. Like, I know I did. I, I, I tried to be that person that would go above and beyond in everything I wore, everything I did on stage. But over time, you start to see that that's not what matters. What matters is you show up as your true self, who you are as an individual. Yes, it's good to dress up when you need to, but that doesn't have to be your life all the time, especially if you don't want it to be. you got to do what works for you. Well, Kendall, I think it's great that you're an open book about your life 
But from talking to you today, I think that for us to find out the real story, that we have to get your mother on the podcast. <laughs> so we yeah, can ask some real questions <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. find out from her point of view. And, and like, you know, did, did you bet in favor of your son or against your son? <laughs> You'd probably shake your head. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, this, this has been amazing. And, um, you know, lots of really important uh, lessons to leaders out there. Um, but I, I think if you do anything you do from the heart and your intentions are pure and you don't focus on the money yeah. um, and, and you really serve people along the way, yeah. good things are going to happen to you. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And, and that's part of, you know, after, after you achieve things, um, I always say try to give back. Try to help through mentorship. Try to help through, if you can, financial uh we created our own nonprofit, Indigifund. We help Indigenous youth to become in, uh, through bursaries and post-secondary, through uh, through sports bursaries, through culture, and so on. And that was always important to me. So I said, when I get a chance, I want to do that. And so some of my speaking profits go to that. And so I encourage people to do that because it it fulfills that higher calling to say that you're doing you're on the right track and you're supporting that next generation. So yeah. I love that. And, you know, I think there's a very important message for everybody out there. Realtors are very successful. You know, we're very fortunate. So I think giving back um, has to be in everybody's playbook. Yes. You know, it's it's so important. And I think once you reach the level where you're able to give back, it it, it propels you to the next level of success. Yes. right and giving back doesn't have to be in the form of monetary Mm -hmm. it it could be you know taking a newer agent and 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 mentoring them yeah it could be you know it it could live in a a variety of different uses it could be giving you know starting a podcast and helping uh, realtors uh, elevate their game it could be doing webinars it could be training right but but give back yes you know because we're better together yes right we're stronger together and, 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 you know, I, I think if, if you reach that a certain level of success, I think it's your job to pull other people up to your level as well. Yes, 100%. Especially when, for example, like I come from a, a very, um, there should be more of us out here. That's what I mean. So because yeah. there's, there's so few, it's, it's like I have a responsibility to go and help in some way, whatever way I can. And so... It doesn't have to be that example for everyone, but maybe there's, um, you know, maybe there's, for example, like the sports program that we do. Maybe you had a similar experience where, you know, you like hockey and you want to help that moving forward and you want to help you sports. Then go and do that, right? Go make that part of why you do. Because when that comes from the heart, when you give back, you can communicate that to other people on why you do what you do. Because the reality is when someone comes to try to sell something, all the, the first thing from a, a prospect is they're greedy, they're selfish. But if you can communicate a story on why you do what you do, that entails giving back, higher purpose, calling, service, belief starts to happen. And that transfer of that feeling will help people to get what they want. I, I That's think- a powerful message. And I, and I think from those of us that have experienced some element of giving back, what you find is like you think you're doing it to help out somebody else. You're, you're involved in a charity, you're involved in a fundraiser, you're mentoring someone. And you, you sit back at the end of the day and you get probably more benefit out of it 
than what you're giving in a lot of ways. Yes. Like it's, yeah. it's healthy. It's yeah. cleansing. Yes. You feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. It empowers you. You feel like you're making a difference. It, it motivates you to move on to the next thing and do the next thing. Yes. And you know, you're, you're, you know, you're giving back, you're giving up yourself. You get back as much as you give or more mm -hmm. all the time. Absolutely. I find the successful people have always been mentored at one point or, or, you know, they've been taught or, you know, these are personalities that go out there and make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like you won't be successful by sitting back behind a desk and waiting for success to hit you over the head. You're going to go out there. You're going to network with with the individuals that are making a difference. You're yeah. you're going to go out there. You're going to seek out the people who are movers and shakers and who, uh, you know, who want to crush it and who want to keep elevating uh, themselves in the service industry. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think one point when you yourself reach that level of success then you have to give back as well. Yes, 100%. 100%. It's, it's ingrained in what I do. And I try to share that with people I mentor now is that, you know, when you get there, help, 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 help. Because here's another thing is that one of the things I've noticed to, to create happiness is you have to do stuff like that. That gives, that shows that your life has value. Otherwise, you reach the mountaintop and there's nothing for anyone else to gain from that. That's a very lonely place. Very lonely place. And so you have to have that that gateway where you're helping make this world better. That fulfills driven pursuit. That fulfills higher calling and so on. And so all that energy will come back to you in, 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 in an equal or greater form. It, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. You don't want to be standing on a mountaintop all by yourself. Exactly. You, you want, you know, you want people around you yeah. and and you know, if you give them an outstretched chain and help them get there, then boy, doesn't the world become a better place. Yes. Well, Kendall, this has been an honor and a pleasure to have you on here with us uh, today. You're an incredible story. Uh, your background is really fascinating, but you also have a very unique ability to articulate your story and to deliver it to motivate other people. And it's a talent and I'm glad you found that talent i'm sure as a kid growing up you never would have imagined this is what you'd be doing mm -hmm. but uh I, I think we're all grateful that you found your your calling and your talent and, and have so many people are benefiting from your message and uh, thank you for joining us and passing it on to to us and to anybody that's going to be listening to or watching this podcast too thank you very much for having me guys it's been an honor now Kendall, if people want to donate to your cause or if people want to help and, yep. and become involved, possibly mentor, yep. how can they do that? If you want to donate to our cause, it's called Indigia Fund. So I-N-D-I-F-U-N-D dot com. Indigia Fund. And so on there, there'll be a donate button. You can help to every quarter we give back. Whatever comes in goes right back up. So people apply to us all the time. And we give back to Indigenous youth and, and sports, education, culture. I don't even know if I spelt that domain, domain right, but if I <laughs> yeah, didn't, I know, please I go know. to our... But we'll find it. We'll post we'll, it. We'll post it. We'll comments. get it right. Yeah. We'll get it right. For sure. If you want to find me personally, you can go on LinkedIn, IndigenousSpeaker.com. I'm all over there. So. Amazing. All right. We'll track you down. Kendall, pleasure. Thank you so much Thank for being on today. Thanks, Kendall. Thank you.